Welcome to the Word from the Ancient Path, stories and sermons for the journey. A channel of blessing for friends everywhere to experience how the Holy Spirit moves ordinary people into an extraordinary calling, bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom of God. The Word is declared through the pastors and partners of Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua, founded in 2011 in Jovellanos, Cuba, by pastors Jose Santiago and Yamile Cruz. I'm your guide, Pastor Kevin Job, and my wife, Tani, and I serve as chief connection makers and storytellers in the United States. Our team is dedicated to planting and nurturing churches and to spread the reach of the gospel. We pray you'll be blessed by these teachings and testimonies of what God has done and is doing in and through us. Hey friends, today on the podcast, we finish up a visit with our partners at Pine Forest Baptist Church in Hallsville, Texas. On this particular morning, I was visiting and lead pastor brother Otis Gerald was back in worship for the first time following a major surgery. And the youth pastor, brother Jack Walton, is sharing a word with us called Unashamed from Romans 1, 16 and 17. I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. Jack highlights four key words that are part of the passage. Power, salvation, belief, and righteousness. Last week he took us from power through salvation and into faith, and now the conclusion of unashamed. Just stop trying to be saved. You're gonna fail. Get a support group, I don't know, like a church or something. It matters to us whether you're here or not. You're a part of our family. I'm thankful to serve a God that my salvation is dependent on Him. Throughout the ages, there have been many different religions and many different kinds of things that have happened where people have tried to make it to where salvation depended on you, how much money you gave, whether or not you showed up for a certain time or place or this, that, all these different things. A lot of selfish religions that were based on the people that were inventing or creating the religiosity to try to make it to where, hey, if you don't, if you don't give 10% of your income to the church, you're not a Christian. If you don't give a tithe and an offering to the church, you're not a Christian. Well, okay, that's not true. But it does mean you're not a real good member of the family. Did y'all know like these lights don't just come on on their own? Like it's crazy. They send us a bill every month. Weird. Did, did y'all know that, that brother Kevin, when he flies on an airplane, he has to pay for it? Like that's so crazy. Like it, I, and I asked him to try, I said, Brother Kevin, I want you to do next time you go because I'm just not going to be able to give you any money right now. So what I would like for you to do is when you get to American Airlines, when you get up there, I just want you to say, hey, I just want you to know Brother Jackson, he was going to pray for me and see if they let you on the plane. If you're not giving, give. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. He loves it. But you know who else loves it? I love it. Like, I love giving. I have experienced what God does. Like, it is insane to watch God do what God does. We were, man, we were young. 2002, three, somewhere around there. Had no money. Some missionary comes to town. We're like, hey, let's just do this. He's like, I don't think we have enough money to pay our rent and do that. It's like, I, God's got it. No lie. The money for the exact amount of the check that we wrote that night at church was in the mailbox the next day. I'm telling you, I ain't making it up. I'm just like, Lord, I'm just going to do whatever you tell me to do. He's like, oh, well, that's novel. I've seen you walk in those doors and God's put something on your heart and you lay it down for him. That's what I love about our family. I love it. I've seen you do it over and over and over and over again. And it's exciting to me. I'm just telling you, if you're not one who does that, you want to be one that does that because you're missing out on part of the family reunion that's fun. You're missing out on seeing what the Father is bringing to the table. There's way more than you can bring. Your ice chest ain't big enough. I'm just telling you. His banquet table is legit. Faith. Faith promise. 
Faith in believing in who he says he is, no doubt. And lastly, righteousness. I'm going to tell you about righteousness. How many of y'all feel righteous? Like, I'm just righteous. Like, I'm just that guy that just walks around just righteous. Uh-uh. I'm the opposite of righteous, whatever that is, unrighteous. That's me. I'm that guy. Thank God my righteousness is in him now because I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to be righteous. Like, I will, I, if I'm in the mood that day and I just want to fight somebody, I might just knock the hat off their head so that they will take a swing at me. I just felt like it that day. Bring it. 2 Timothy 2.16, all scripture is God breathing is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. You want to be righteous? Find yourself in the Word. Ephesians 6.14, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist and with the breastplate of righteousness in place. Now, I want you to notice when we're talking about this righteousness, whose righteousness you're equipping yourself with. It's never said in Scripture, you need to do more in and of yourself to be righteous. What is said is, it is impossible for you or I to ever be righteous, period. Well, but you can't go to heaven unless you're righteous. That's right. So you better have somebody else's righteousness imputed to you because yours ain't going to work. Matthew 6.33 Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Whose righteousness? His. Romans 9.30. What then shall we say that the Gentiles who did not pursue righteousness have obtained it? A righteousness that is by what? Faith. There are those who want you to believe that your righteousness is done by acts. They want you to believe that you're inadequate. They want you to believe that you can't do it, that you are um, failing all the time in your salvation experience and you just are a horrible person. And those people are absolutely correct. You are. So am I. But thanks be to God that my salvation and my righteousness does not depend on me. Because at the moment in time when my salvation experience depends on me, I'm hosed. If you could lose your salvation, ain't nobody going to heaven. I'm just telling you. Once saved, always saved. That's who I am. Well, that's great, but I'm just telling you, if you can lose your salvation, you're going to lose it. It's impossible. God knows your heart. And then God says, the heart of man is wicked. Hold on. So how do you lose your salvation? Well, by sinning. How much? Do you know anybody that's ever lost their salvation? Um, have you ever met anybody that's been resaved? Um, can you give me the formula, please? We're going to take a moment now for a short break. Stay with us for more on The Ancient Path. At Ancient Path Ministries, we hope to carry the light of the kingdom of God into places where it is most needed. To see people set free from what holds them captive. Now, our ministry is built on connections in Christ, and our financial foundation depends on the regular partnership of beloved friends such as you. And if you'd like to be a covenant financial partner or contribute to the work of the ministry, I encourage you to visit our website, ancientpathministries.org. Check out the church in action and see how you can be part of bringing good news Connecting in Christ and building the kingdom. Can you give me the formula, please? I need an algorithm, something. I got to know how to do this. Somebody help me out here. How do you lose your salvation? Well, we just like to talk about the insecurity of the believer because the security of the believer just sounds like it's a license to sin. Okay, I understand what you're saying. It ain't. It's an understanding of the grace of God. It's an understanding of His righteousness. It's an understanding that my life is no longer mine, but it is now His. Not because of who I am, but because of what he has done. Because I'm going to seek his kingdom and his righteousness. 
And I'm not going to pursue righteousness because I can't obtain righteousness. I'm going to pursue Christ because in pursuing Christ, I will become righteousness because of him. Oh, well, that's a little different way of thinking about it. Yes, thank you, I know. Didn't make it up, though. Found it in the Bible. Romans 10, 3. Since they did not know righteous, the righteousness of God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. The Lord works righteousness and justice for all the oppressed. Your righteousness is everlasting and your law is true. Notice that everything that has to do with the righteousness and everything that has to do with righteousness is about his righteousness. It's about him. We obtain this righteousness by his word, by knowing his word, doing his word, teaching his word. That's what the gospel produces. It's not what the gospel requires. If righteousness was what the gospel required, then none of us would be able to be saved. But righteousness is not what the gospel requires. Belief and faith and repentance are what the gospel requires. But what the gospel produces in your life is righteousness. If you want to walk outside of anxiety and depression and gossip and discontent and lust of the flesh and all the things that we all struggle with, if you want to walk outside of that, then you've got to walk in his righteousness. And the only way to walk in his righteousness is to pursue his righteousness, which is found in his word. And surrounding yourself with his people. Finding yourself in accountable situations. This morning, let's all stand. If you're here this morning and you have never been saved, it is impossible for you to walk unashamed because you are still in your own shame. If you want to be unashamed, the first thing that must happen is you have to place your faith and your hope and your trust in Jesus Christ. Repent of your sin and believe that God has raised him from the dead. Then you can have all these other things imparted to you, the righteousness that is his. If you're here this morning and, and you know somebody that has never accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, or you know somebody that's struggling trying to walk in their own righteousness and they continue to stumble and fall and continue to stumble and fall and continue to stumble and fall because they're just trying to do it on their own. I challenge you this morning to pray for that person. If you're here today and you are still finding yourself after giving your life to Christ, going back to who you used to be, I challenge you to stop pretending to be somebody you no longer are. Obey his word. Listen to him. Be a part of the family. Find yourself walking in newness of life so that we don't gratify the desires of the flesh. Where are we at, brother? Number 90. If you want to come, you can. If you want to stay there and pray where you are, that's fine as well. just want to give you an opportunity to respond this morning if the Lord's at seeking you.
Thank y'all for coming this morning tonight for choir practice. 4.30. Service at 5.30. And uh, Brother Kevin, it's good to see you, man. Glad you're here with us. Brother Ott, we love you. Y'all continue to pray for Brother Otis. If you don't have him written on your refrigerator or whatever, make sure you write that down and pray for him every day. The quicker he gets back, the less y'all have to listen to me. So that may want to be some motivation for you. All right. Um, Brother Lord, would you dismiss us, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. The blessings that you've given us, this message that we've heard. Thank you, Brother Kevin, was where he could come and give us a few words of what's going on in his life and his ministry. Lord, we just thank you that Brother Otis is back on his feet to some degree. Lord, and, and the miracles and miracles upon miracles that you performed uh, during this surgery and continuing to bless him and Miss Kay with. I pray, Father, that you just help him heal up, uh, get rid of all the pain, and Lord, just put him back on his feet, running better than he, than he ever has in his life. Pray for the services tonight. Lord, just touch each heart that's here. If there's somebody still going away today with a burden on their heart, pray that you'll touch that life. In Jesus' name, amen. And this, friends, brings us to the end of our time for today. Thank you very much for being with us. Once again, be sure to check out our webpage, ancientpathministries.org. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ancient Path Ministries. I'm Pastor Kevin Job for Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua. And until next time, we pray God will bless you richly. Go and be the church. Thank you.